When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Cody Goodwin joining me here today. So, a little bit of a teaser at the end of the hour if you're just joining us. You know this song, at yeah. the very least, right? Yeah. Okay. This is Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. One hit wonder. <laughs> but it comes from, to me, maybe I overstated it, the greatest sport movie, probably not. But greatest wrestling movie? <laughs> Vision Quest? I mean, you got to give me that at the very least, right? I'm uh, I, sure, just because the catalog's not very it's big. It's not. It's not a deep no. Because no. I, I don't. Vision Quest for me, I don't know. I, I get why wrestlers love it, and I get why the wrestling community like rallies around yeah. it. Because like you know, like what's the other? You know, there's not another big time movie nope. with regards to wrestling, unless you want to count Foxcatcher, and that's such a dark period mm-hmm. in USA wrestling's time that. You know, not that we like don't acknowledge it, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, Foxcatcher was a wrestling movie, right? right? Yeah, 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 like Vision Quest is like, it's cool, right? Like it yes. actually, like it's you know, it's it's a scrappy underdog coming up and like cutting weight, yeah, kind of the ethos of well, I, you know, <laughs> like that's still kind of goes into you know some right. of those darker crevices of the sport, um, or at least maybe that you know the the every people who aren't into it like I am fully understand. I don't know. Like I, I, it never, it never really clicked with me. But I get why people like it. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. One of my all time favorites. And I was trying to find a way. So my wife's not a movie person in general. She yeah. just doesn't have a whole lot of reference points. I'll make a, a movie reference. She won't get it. If it's not Disney, eh, that's about it. It's <laughs> all she had growing up. She didn't go real deep. Her pop culture knowledge is is not real deep. But isn't uh, isn't Remember the Titans a Disney movie technically? Yeah, and guess what? I've never seen her that one. Really? No. Oh, no. see that for my money, that's one of the best sports movies ever. Really? Yeah. See the the Disney. I guess it probably came at a time period where I'm like, I'm not watching a Disney sports. It's movie. a little. It's got Denzel. Come on, man. That's true. Um, little exaggerated, maybe like yeah, not the yeah. whole complete hundred percent true story, but like. Still really cool, still really inspiring. Gets the message across. Like you, you, you enjoy and fall in love with the characters. Like Denzel's brilliant. Like it's awesome. I gotta watch it. At some yeah, point. yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I have to do. watch and, it at some do, point. And quietly, um, I feel like people agree with this, but it's just not talked about enough. The playlist on that movie, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Good tunes. Good oh tunes. yeah. Can't be better than Red Rider though, right? <laughs> <laughs> French. I mean, that's, what a hit. 
That thing's great. That gets me fired up. Excellent, Every time, excellent walkout song. For my state wrestling coverage, I always put my little music underneath where we're having our billboard with all the sponsors on there. I make sure that that is the music playing underneath. One thing I've actually done the last few years, and I, we found like a segment of our readership that thoroughly enjoys this, but I always ask the returning state champs every year what their like what music they listen mm-hmm. to before they go wrestle or like what their like like what their walkout song would be before matches. Yeah. Um you'd be surprised the the wide spectrum that we get cuz it's you know it's anywhere from 15 to 25 kids every year mm-hmm. and like I just you know stagger them alphabetical order by you know wrestler's last name and um the the, the the songs we get are very intriguing. Like we get, you know, like we'll get. I, there's been a couple of years where it's like Lunatic Fringe or like you know we'll get some hard rock and roll. We'll mm-hmm. get a lot of rap. Um, you know, I, one of the ten old twins from Don Bosco gave me a uh, um uh who was it was an Ariana Grande song. Okay. Like one year, I, another year, I think it was uh uh from I forget his name, uh, but Carrie Underwood. You know, uh-huh. like you know, and sometimes like sometimes I'll let the kids give me two songs if they really can't decide because right. like. You know, I'll text a lot of these guys during the season, but you know, when we get to the state tournament is when I try to, you know, pick up the last three or four. And you know, when you put them on the spot like that, sometimes they're just like, ah, I don't know, what was the last song I was listening to? You know, like that's it's it's kind of funny. Like so the, you've thought about this. What would be your walk up song if you're still out on the wrestling mat? What you're going? What do you come out to? So my senior year of high school, which was you know a decade ago, it was uh um, it was right above it by Little Wayne. Okay. So I th- I think I might stick with that. Um, just as as the chorus is coming out, just that's when I'll walk out to the mat. I think I'd probably stick with that. But I don't. Honestly, it probably depends on the day. Like, what am I? Fi- you know, because I have a playlist that I listen to when I go to the gym. I just crank the volume up, and yeah. you know, some sometimes like sometimes I'm in one of those moods where like before every set. I, you know, next song, like, let's, you know, let's get hyped up and let's get ready to go. But I don't know. What would yours be? Oh, I, this is easy. It's been the same one that I've had forever. <laughs> Big fan. Absolutely. Also, another great sports movie. Yes. Hardball. Yes. Sad movie, but excellent movie. It's, yeah, Big Papa. It's always been Big Papa. It'll always be Big Papa. That, that will never change. So, we, uh... Back in college, uh, we had a ladder match one night after the bars. Found a ladder at a neighbor's house and, and turned into a ladder match and <laughs> evolved into something like that where we had walkout music and, and this was mine and it's it stayed the same all throughout time. Well, we're all over the place. Sports movies, this is not normally where we delve into. So <laughs> let's get back into the world of sports. We lot, talked a lot of Chiefs there at the end of the last hour. So you're a Chiefs fan. You look at what has happened, though, in the division last year. The Raiders became a playoff team, and a great run for them. Now they go out and they bring in, if not the best wide receiver in the game, right up there with Devontae Adams. You see Denver, who has the second longest drought of playoff appearances behind only the Jets, but they get Russell Wilson. And then the Chargers with all the young talent. We know you're confident in your Chiefs, but when you just look at the division, not the AFC even as a whole, but the division, boy, this is going to be a tough slog to get through this year. I am only scared of the Chargers. Like full stop. That's it. There's the the Raiders. Like no offense, great dude. Always going to root for him. You know the other 15 games out of the year. Derek Carr is still their quarterback. I know he's beaten the Chiefs before, but a lot of things had to go right, and the refs had to make how many different flags on that fourth down call. Oh, okay. You know, like just not 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 too worried about Oakland, right? Uh-huh. Or I guess Las Vegas. Now I'm not too worried about the Raiders. Um, Denver. 
it's great that you got Russell Wilson. Um, does he have an offensive line? Otherwise, it's going to be the same show in Seattle. We know their defense is going to be good. Their defense is always good. But just it sucks the wind out of the defense because we've seen it year after year after year when the offense just can't produce. So how much, you know, like Russ has a moon ball and he can scramble. He's getting older. I just, I don't know. I got to see it. The Chargers, I've seen it. I, I believe in the Chargers. They're, that's a good team. They're trying to maximize Herbert's rookie deal, which, you know, if, if you cash in on a quarterback like that in the draft, absolutely, you do everything you can to cash in on that rookie deal because you can build a team around him for four to five years. And finally, it seems like the Chargers are fully in on doing that because you look at what have their weaknesses been? The offensive line, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit of lack of depth in the front seven. They've addressed virtually all of that this offseason, right? They spent their entire NFL draft picks on, on offensive line and, and maybe a little bit of secondary and linebacker help. They went and signed Khalil Mack to pair with the Bosa on the other side. That's going to be a mean pass rush that was already pretty good. Um, that's the team that worries me the most. You know, because we know Herbert's a great quarterback. We know he knows how to utilize the weapons that he has. They almost always have good weapons, right? Um, you know, but now he's got an offensive line. How quickly is it going to take for them to gel? The defense seems to have shored up the weak points. That's the team that worries me the most in the AFC West. It's the Chargers. I'm not terribly, I got to see it with the Raiders consistently, mm-hmm. you know, because you see it in flashes. They yeah. have really good games. Um, Denver, again, defense is always going to be good. They got Russ. It's a little bit of a different game now, right? He's got the moon ball. He can scramble. I still just got to see it with the Chargers. I know it's there. Like, I absolutely know it's there. We've seen it. You know, we've seen spurts from Herbert over the last few years that, like, that's a quarterback that scares me. And not only that, but that's a roster that's like, oh, that's, that's a team that if they come together in the right way can make some serious noise and make a run in the postseason. So I found uh, this article this morning over at CBSSports.com. I thought it was pretty intriguing and just shows you just the, how the NFL, how crazy it's been this offseason. So there are, of course, 32 teams in the NFL. 16 of them have either a new quarterback or a new head coach. That's nuts. Half the league is is turning over either one of those spots or maybe both of those spots is the case in places like Denver. So they had a ranking of these 16 teams who now has the best combos, the best duos, quarterback and head coach. So the first one kind of right away left me scratching my head. Number one on this list, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, all right, there's a big leg up with Todd Bowles. And I thought, I don't know if I'd put them number one. And then I started going through and scrolling. Number two on this list is those Broncos with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. Are we sure that they should be number two on this list? Who else is on this list? I'm very curious. Right, and you keep going through. All right, number three, the Browns. Deshaun Watson, well... When is Deshaun Watson going to play? November? Right. December? Yeah. 2023? And Stefanski, who I really like. I, I really... Stefanski's I, had I, a lot of crap. And I think when Deshaun, if Deshaun ends up playing, I mean, that opens up a totally different tier with that yeah. Browns team. which And that's another team where they've built a very good team. Not unlike the Colts, right? Built a very good team, and now they're just they're trying to figure out the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And if Deshaun ultimately plays, and I, we, again, we don't know if he will or not, but if he does... That's a team where it's like, okay, they might have a little something. It might be too late by the time he actually sees the field. But, you know, if he, let's say he comes in at week five or six, like that's plenty of time to figure out how to, you know, figure out enough things in enough time to potentially at least get into the dance as a wild card, right? Like that's, that could be a spooky team. I'm right there with you. Number four on this list, this is what I, I want to get your perspective on the Colts. Frank Reich, of course, the head coach coming back. He's done a nice job there in Indy with Matt Ryan. I like that a lot. 
I like that a lot. So you think Matt Ryan's still got something left in the tank? I believe in Frank Reich. Okay. I believe in him as a quarterback's coach. I feel like Carson Wentz is like the anomaly in terms of like we couldn't get this guy to play at a level to take the rest of this Colts roster to the postseason. Um, but even then, like Carson Wentz didn't really have a bad year in Indianapolis, no. right? Like there's a couple of small things that they probably need to fix roster wise. But like I believe in Frank Reich as a play caller, as a guy that can get the most out of his quarterback. Like, I mean, he was the Eagles offensive coordinator when they won with Nick Foles, right? Like mm-hmm. that's. You know, like that, that that's impressive yes. in and of itself, right? You know, I see Nick pull fools play afterwards. It's not pretty. Yeah. And so, you know, you combine, you know, that kind of offensive mastermind with Matt Ryan, who's got an MVP pedigree with a guy like Chris Ballard in the front office. I know we didn't, you know, that's, that wasn't the point of this particular article. It was more quarterback head coach, but you know, Chris Ballard knows how to build a team, man. Look, like, look mm-hmm. at the rest of that Colts roster. They're not missing much. And you look at the AFC South, that's a winnable division for them this year. They might need a couple of breaks in order to do it, but. You know, hey, like I, I like that. You know, and and there's something to be said about quarterbacks. You know, I, we talked about it with Mahomes. Mentioned it with Herbert. Maybe we see it in Denver this year. Talked about it obviously with Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. There's something to be said about a quarterback coming in and injecting juice into the rest of the roster and the rest of the organization. Um, you know, I think we could see a nice little two, three year reprieve for Matt Ryan here with Frank Reich. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Thirty seven years old last year had some of the lowest numbers of his career, but. A lot of injuries but, on that team. You know, who did he have to throw to? Kyle Pitts? Right. Like, yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Had all kinds of goofy things happening inside the wide receiver room there. And a great offensive line now with Indianapolis. Coupled with the great run game, maybe I'm coming around a little bit on Matt Ryan. I mean, Ken and I have gone around and around on that one. I might be rethinking my position on Matt Ryan and what he can do. Again, I, you know, like like I say with you know Denver and, and Oakland, got to see it. Yep. Got to see it. But you know, like the the idea of pairing those two guys together, I like that. All right, let's go to number five on this list. This is again new duos with the quarterback or the head coach position. The Vikings at number five with Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach there. Number five. I don't know much about O'Connell, but I know that like. You know, there's. I listen to a lot of NFL podcasts. Just I'm an NFL junkie, mm-hmm. um, playing a very, very competitive fantasy football league, just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So you got to stay on top of your right. stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, Kirk Cousins is a guy that you can win with if there's a lot of things surrounding him that are doing really well. Like you know, you kind of look at like Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr as like the if you have a quarterback that's worse than them, draft. Yeah. If you have a quarterback that's better than them, you're doing all right. You know, like those, those you could have worse than those guys. Um, I, I, that's another one where I kind of have to see it, right? Yeah. And like the NFC North is, you know, the Packers and everybody else. So, you know, not out of the realm that they could finish second, sneak into the wild card, but I, I guess I have to see it, you know? He's a Sean McVay protege, and we'll see with O'Connell. Oh, well, if he came off Sean McVay, right. you know, that, that, he's just gonna, automatic. He's going to throw for 50 touchdowns this year, of course. Now, you mentioned Derek Carr. He's number six on this list, coupled up with McDaniels. I'd take those two over Cousins and, and O'Connell personally Yeah, as we're going through. And then you get deeper into the list. Doug Peterson, and now he is in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? I mean, I, th- I feel like that's the, the Jags are going to be – better simply because they got rid of urban yeah so, right. you know like it's just one less head case to deal with and you know you bring a little stability to trevor lawrence he can have a true you know not that last year didn't count but like he could have a real first true year and and you know kind of settle into you know an offense with with a coach who you know is probably going to try and play to his strengths a little bit more so i we could see a, a pretty fun trevor lawrence this season I how think. about number eight on this list kenny pickett mike tomlin with the steelers i kind of like that 
I kind of like that because I like Mike Tomlin as a coach. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. He tends to get the most out of his guys, mm-hmm. and I think Kenny Pickett, you know, they're not going to throw the whole playbook at him this year, but, you know, he could probably, if they get to 35, 40, 45% of the playbook this year and he executes that really well, I mean, they, they could have found a, a, you know, nice little gem. I don't, you know, I, I guess we kind of have to see it, right? Because he came out a very experienced collegiate quarterback, which is why he had a tremendous final season this past year, but, um, you know, like I, you know, you, you don't draft a quarterback in the first round if you're not just going to go play him and you believe in him, right? I'm, I'm right there with you. 24 years old, he's ready to go. Throw him out there, and if it doesn't work, you figure it out on the fly. And that's an organization that can do it. What other on this list? Got to get your perspective on. It's a team I root for. They're terrible. The Chicago Bears. <laughs> Justin Fields now with Matt Eberflus. They bring in a defensive guy this time, and Fields. Not a whole lot of weapons there. I was so excited. They got a quarterback, but this organization has just brown me down to a pulp as a fan here do you see anything of fields should i be excited i really like justin fields i think there's a lot that he can bring to a franchise it's just you know he's not he's not a superhuman no quarterback is right like you you gotta you gotta protect him first and foremost if Mm -hmm. you can protect him he's the type of quarterback i think that can make the the rest of the offense better but you gotta give him a little bit of help right like football is the ultimate team game you gotta protect him a little bit you don't need a stone wall of an offensive line but you gotta you gotta put guys in front of him that'll give him a little bit of time to make some plays um i like justin fields i'm, I'm rooting for him i hope he figures it out bottom of the list the texans with davis mills and lovis lovey smith the new head coach there i kind of like davis mills i, I think there's there might be something there. There, there I, might be a starting quarterback. There. I, I I think he's I think he could he could stick around in the league. You know you know an immediate filling guy or a bridge guy over the course of his career. Um, you know, but let's just be, be glad Houston high school football is just really 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 good because <laughs> that might be the best show that that city gets this year. <laughs> uh, fun list over at CBSSports.com. You can find it going through the new duo as quarterback along with their new head coaches by Cody Benjamin. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back on the other side, back into the college sports scene, we're going to talk some college football with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. More on Saban versus Jimbo. What a performance that was last week. We'll talk about that a whole lot more. Before that, though, let's try to give you $1,000 with our $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com and enter the keyword bank. That's bank at KXNO.com. It's your chance to win $1,000 in this nationwide contest. Bill Bunder joining us next as we continue. Miller and Condon on 106.3. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com. For- 
Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renter's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renter's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happy On a Tuesday, it's Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO. I'm Trent Condon, joined today by Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register. With me for the next couple of days. He's busy during the breaks there, keeping up on the state golf tournament. What else are you doing over there, Cody? <laughs> uh, just kind of scrolling through Twitter or reading like various articles and whatnot. Like It's funny you mentioned the, the Michael Kemmer to Spartan RTC thing. Yeah. Like, I saw that right as you said something. I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Good for him. Moving on, we'll talk more wrestling here in the coming days, but we're going back to college football right now. Bill Bender from the Sporting News jumping on to talk with us. And Bill, you know, this is the quiet time. We're leading into magazines, waiting for Phil Steele to come out, all those different things. And the Sporting News, you guys put out a great product. But we get Saban versus Jimbo, and boy, what a week that turned out to be. How you doing? And that's got to be happy. It makes your keyboard maybe move a little bit quicker when you got something like that going on. Yeah, it does, and I'm just confirming that Cody is a Packers fan, right? We have to have two, <laughs> two three. You have to be Green Bay fan. No, no, no. He he's uh, he's actually roots for somebody that's actually won a championship here recently, the Kansas City Ooh, Chiefs. Oh, he took the dig. Oh. I didn't. Oh man, that's a big shot there. But no, we can have some fun with that. But like you said, uh, Jimbo Saban, it was it was all too easy last week. I was out at my daughter's field day for the last day of school, and suddenly Jimbo popped off. I I don't know about you guys, but I've never witnessed a press conference with that much anger and bitterness and, and just shots fired everywhere. It was, uh, I, and as I wrote, I think both of them kind of missed the mark. I mean, they both make good points, but Saban made good points about collectives, insulted the wrong programs. Jimbo defended his program, nothing wrong with that, but didn't really offer much of a solution for these things that these coaches are complaining about right now. That's kind of the wild part about this is we're looking for solutions. We're going to look to see how we're going to make this better. And it doesn't feel like anybody either has a realistic idea. Yeah, we're, we're going to take away. You're going to have to sit out a year again. Well, are we really going to put that back? These collectives, it cannot be an inducement. Well, the way it's currently constructed, that isn't. So what have you come up with, Bill? What's a realistic solution that we can build towards? Well, I, you know, I think they're all interconnected a little bit. I think the transfer portal and NIL and recruiting all need to be addressed to work together, right? I mean, one of the concerns is re- recruiting with NIL as the tool, and uh, that you know, there's no proof of any of that. The transfer portal and everything that happened with Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. I think that makes programs like Pitt antsy. I mean, imagine being Pitt right now. You wanna 
league championship. You had the Belitnikoff Award winner. And now your guy leaves for USC out of the blue. Um, that's another one. And collectives are – Saban's on target with that because I think the thing that he said that made the most sense is that wasn't the intention of name, image, and likeness. Just like that wasn't the intention of the transfer portal. And that's created some headaches for everybody across the board. Trying to make it across the board, about as even as you can. Yeah, some programs can spend more, but that's always been the case. Clemson's got, what, a, a lazy river in their complex. It just It's not an equal playing field, but try to make it as equal as possible. And Akron's not going to be able to spend the same as Ohio State. We know that, but how do you get it, I, I guess, better? And, you know, Nick Saban, ultimately the way that I look at this, He's a little bit nervous. He sees somebody that's actually stepping on his ground and doing things that he's been able to do, and he didn't have a proper response, and that's why he did it. That That's how I see at least the Alabama perspective of this. Hey, they're not doing it the real way. They're not doing it the right way. we got to go after them. Well, and he only has three recruits in his next class, mm. and that's probably at the root of this as well. And, you know, this is a program that finished number one in the country in recruiting eight of the last ten years. And – Alabama, I mean, if we're being honest about it, Alabama money isn't Texas oil money. Yeah. That's probably one of the things there. The haves are going to still get theirs. but And you guys are situated in a place, and we've talked about this for years. I mean, Iowa and Iowa State are going to do things in a unique way that suits Iowa and Iowa State. And if you can have the success that Ferentz and Campbell have had, that's one thing. But will they ever be able to make that leap to the superpower conversation? Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough in this environment. It, it, it was tough before this environment, though, too. And as we change, as we evolve, I talked about this a lot, Bill. Back when you know, Iowa had the run back in 2002, they had the regular season loss, but I believe that team, they could have competed with Ohio State that year. In fact, I, would, I believe they would have beat the Buckeyes if there was a championship game at the time. Now, would they competed with the U? I'm not so sure, but they could have. In this structure, though, not only having to win for an Iowa and Iowa State, you have to win your conference championship, then win a semifinal game, then win a championship. There are not many teams that can win it. it is, are we getting to a point where the evolution of both the college football playoff and this is going to open up the opportunities for more of the mid-level major, uh, major five programs that at least have a chance, or is it going to get worse in your mind? Well, I, I, playoff expansion could help because you could look at a year like last year with Iowa making the run to the conference championship game, playing a Michigan team that, that quite honestly was hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like if, uh, if Iowa and Michigan play in October, depending on where they're playing, it's probably a closer game. But I just think they caught Michigan at the wrong time. And Iowa could have made the playoff in last year's setup. Iowa State would have made the playoff the year before that in that year's setup. The way they played Oklahoma, they beat them, and then they play them tight in the conference championship game. They go win a New Year's Day Six Bowl. And I think that will help with the spreading the parity around a little bit is more inclusiveness in the playoff. Because right now, as it stands, I mean, I'm going to, you know, you talked about magazine season. I bet, bet you guys can figure out my top five. <laughs> it's a familiar-looking one. It's the ones that get to the playoff every year, and, I think in the short term, that's going to continue to be the case. It's where we are. And the number of teams that can win it, it just it makes it frustrating in a way, but it's the reality of the situation. All right, Bill. Uh, with that, I saw your article up at the Sporting News, and of course it was music to my ears. Five best bets to make for college football playoff for the first time in 2022. First of all, you're an Ohio guy. Can you legally bet on sports there yet? What's going on with your crazy state? Man, they, they every state that touches Ohio can but us, which is odd. Um, 
you know, because of the following that we have here in this state with, you know, a lot of professional teams, um, very devout Ohio State following, obviously. Um, it is weird. Um, you know, you look at that article we did, it's, I kind of joked about the, the teams that get to the playoff every year. It's hard to come up with teams to be first-timers. Yeah. Um, you know, A&M certainly going to be in that conversation. USC is a very it team now because of all the skill position talent that they require, or acquired. And, uh, yeah, I mean, after that, you're taking shots at people like Ole Miss or whoever would win the Big Ten West in theory. But, I mean, the, the thing is, as we've discussed on here before, is it's striking to me that the Big Ten West champion has yet to win the conference championship. Right. And that's one of those balance of power scheduling issues that's starting to bubble up as well. Ohio State's won, what, five of the eight? You got Michigan. Penn State, did they win one? Is that right? Yeah, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, State won one. Michigan State. one. Yeah, Michigan State and Sparty in that. And of those games, like, right, Iowa could have beat Michigan State. Yeah. And I think the last year of the Legends and Leaders, I think Wisconsin beat Michigan State. So, I mean, but they're, you know, they're split the other way now. Right. So it can happen. But I, Ohio State, you put them, guess what? You put Ohio State in the West, that's going to tilt everything the West way. The conversation becomes, what happens if divisions completely go away? And the NCAA last week announced that that is the case. Do you think that's where the Big Ten is heading, that we're not going to have divisions anymore? Well, I'm kind of torn on it. Because on one hand, I think they're going to be slow to do it because and I'm a very Ohio State-centric, obviously, living here. And it, the league does revolve around the Buckeyes in Michigan more than people want to admit, I mean, and that game. But you're, you're getting into a situation now where, okay, those fan bases handle Ohio State-Michigan, Ohio State-Michigan in the next week in the Big Ten Championship, and then Ohio State-Michigan in a semifinal. The answer is going to be yes eventually. You're going to have to because I think that's where we're going. And um but because of that matchup in particular, and then Penn State's interest in this thing, I think it's going to be a little longer than we anticipate. Mountain West, they have uh, announced that they are going to be eliminating their divisions going forward. The Pac-12 looking to do the same. We mentioned the ACC. So it's the way of the world. It is continually changing and evolving. Bill, one final thing for me, and this one just uh, made me chuckle. I don't know if you saw this, but Nebraska – is suspending the red balloon tradition due to a helium shortage. You remember watching Nebraska games, and after they score the first touchdown, the balloons go in the air. One of my favorite memories is them being down like 50 to nothing to Ohio State. They score a fourth-quarter touchdown, and the sad balloons being released as they're down by four or five scores. This one, though, it's it's so Nebraska. Just it, it, I don't know. Maybe it's an embodiment of that program as a whole. They can't even find helium for their balloons anymore. <laughs> this is the world we live in. I uh, I ate some of that recalled just peanut butter, so I'm getting worried about that. Um, <laughs> that was not good. Um, no. You know, but, uh, yeah, it, it is. Nebraska's in a tough spot right now because it is a prove-it year. They've proven that they can compete with the top ten, but they haven't proven that they can beat Wisconsin and Iowa. And I think every year I do a Big Ten West discussion, it revolves around the Badgers and Hawkeyes, and their no-nonsense formula of winning. They've traded Big Ten West championships for the most part. And Northwest, I think the probably the most disturbing thing if you're a Nebraska fan is uh, Northwestern's been to the Big Ten championship twice since your last appearance in it. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Tough one to swallow. 
eight and four this year. You look at the Nebraska schedule; they go eight and four, beat everybody they quote unquote should beat North Dakota, Northwestern, Georgia Southern, Indiana, Rutgers, Illinois, and I don't know Minnesota, something like that. But they lose the big games. They lose to Oklahoma. They lose to Iowa again. They lose Wisconsin, Michigan, eight and four. Is that enough to save Scott Frost? Well, I think so. It just, it just depends on who the eight is and, and how bad the four are. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the yeah. same thing we did with Jim Harbaugh for years. Is okay, Michigan went ten and two, but they got destroyed in Columbus. Right. Um, what does that do? And finally, they broke through. If uh, like I said, they they proved last year they could play with top ten teams. Mm-hmm. They close with Oklahoma, close with Michigan. Uh, you know, close in some of those Big Ten West games. They can't beat Purdue. That's the other thing. Right. They, they haven't been able to beat Jeff Frost. So it, it makes it tough. I, I But I, I have a hard time assigning win totals from the simple standpoint. They could go, you know, what if they go 9-3 and three and Iowa beats them by 40? Yeah. You know, where are we at with Nebraska at the end of the year? That, that, some of that, the, the score always matters. That's a good one. Hey, Bill, always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. We talk some college football with Bell. So what do you think of our neighbors to the West? The betting numbers, of course, are huge. They're the second betting favorite to win the Big Ten West this year. Nebraska, though, a lot of close losses a year ago. Quarterback that maybe isn't going to turn it over nearly as much this year. No balloons after touchdowns this season inside of Memorial Stadium. What do you think of the Huskers? I have a lot of thoughts about Nebraska. Um if we want to make jokes, they were the best three and nine team in the country last year. There's no doubt. Yeah, what they finished three and nine, but had a positive like yes. point differential because yeah. they like crushed their three teams and they lost eight of the nine by a single score. Um, no, I like. I don't know. We could go on and on and on about Nebraska football. I am of the belief. I don't know how long we want to go on. I'm of, I'm of the belief they should have never fired Bo. Um, I. That's kind of stretching it because I know we're talking about Scott Frost now and right. is his job safe and yada yada. But like Bo Pelini was there, Kirk Ferentz, and they kicked him to the curb because they're still looking for Tom Osborne, and they got to know that they're probably never going to find another Tom Osborne. Um, so I think the the I, I think they screwed themselves over by that, and they're going to go through this cycle now until they finally relax and find another Bo. And whenever that happens, I think they need to just kind of sit and be happy with that. Like they're just that's that's just kind of the state of college football now. Like Nebraska's not going to be competing for national championships anytime soon. I don't care how well they recruit, I don't care how well they play ball. It's just the way of the world of it. And like they they had an opportunity with Bo to win eight, nine, ten games a year. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, every recruiting cycle you probably get a ten, eleven, twelve win season, compete for a conference championship, give yourself a chance at a big postseason or nowadays the playoff um i think they should have been pretty happy with that and they had that with bo pelini and then they were like well he's not tom osborne like and i know i'm paraphrasing yeah, here yeah. and i don't mean to poke too much fun at nebraska because i get it like i'm a mizzou fan it's frustrating when you know your your team just flows more than it ebbs right like it's just it's irritating but you know like i I think they screwed up with that, and they're just they're just going to be in this weird cycle of firing and rehiring and recruiting and re-recruiting until they hopefully find their next Bo Pelini, and they're able to just kind of be happy with that. Um, you know, until then, it's it's going to be really easily it's going to be really easy to poke fun at them. You know, and and 
no offense to them, like I know a lot of Nebraska fans, like, and they're more rational Nebraska fans. What? Like, those people are out there. They're there. They exist, okay, man. I right, promise you, right. they exist. And and they're it's you know it, they admit it. It's easy to poke fun at them, you know. And I, not all of them agree with the whole you guys should have kept Bo Pelini thing. That's probably yeah. just a me thing, but um, yeah, man. Like I don't I don't know. Like they're it's it, but at the same time, it's also fun when they're good. You know, like it just it makes things more interesting when Nebraska's good. It makes things more interesting when the games between Nebraska and Iowa or Nebraska and Oklahoma, whoever they're playing. Like it's just it's there is a national draw there. Um, so it is a little bit more fun when they're relevant and they just they just haven't been for a while. And when it comes to like national championships, they may not be for a really long time or unless all the stars align and things work out on the recruiting trail. But, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't be relevant when it comes to Big Ten West conversations and trying to compete to, you know, get to Big Ten championships and get to good bowl games. Like there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to do that. And, you know, I it's it's a lot more fun when they're good, and hopefully they can be good this fall. Let's just get a Black Friday where it really matters for both teams. Yeah, like that That would be fun. That yes. would be a lot of fun. Where there's a championship on the line. When's there, the last time that that happened? Never. Right? Like that's, you know, we're, wait, we're waiting for it to be a yeah. rivalry. I don't think they've beaten Iowa since those comments, no, right? No, absolutely like, not. We had to evaluate where Iowa is as a program. Well, they're yeah. a lot better than you as a program right Maybe now. Maybe don't worry about your neighbors and worry about yourself, bro. That's a, that's be a good be where your feet are, right? We're, we're going to take our final time out when we come back, Cody. Going to try to win a little money for our listeners out there. What do you think of that? Betting. Circus Sports. Who not not my not my forte, but yeah. I like listening. I like listening. So uh they dabbled into the wrestling front. We're gonna talk about that yeah, a little they bit. Did. And my picks coming up for today. Winning one yesterday. Let's make it two in a row as we continue. Miller and Condon on 106.3. Come be sure to tell them that Emory sent you. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circuit Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Are going to try to make you a little money here, or you can go the other way. I had plenty of people doing that, just fading my picks. Cody Goodwin in with Trent Condon today. Here it's Miller and Condon on KXNO. So, Cody, you're not dabbling deep into the gambling world, are you? Not too much. I, I help advise. I got a group of buddies that love to, you know, they'll throw money down on, like, <laughs> UFC fights. Yep. Or, you know, when there were some wrestling lines, like you mentioned last season, they, you know, they asked me, you know, just questions. I, I help advise. Um at least when I'm super confident, but otherwise, yeah, no, not 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 usually my thing. Staying away, you're not a daily player like me. Well, circa. See, my thing is, if I'm gonna lose money, I want some in return. Ah, gotcha. Need need to get something. Well, it's the enjoyment of watching it and grating your teeth and. That's that's one way to look at it. The sure, hope yeah. Of having it. <laughs> yeah. You can go a couple of different ways. Winning winning day yesterday. Here's what we got today. We got some baseball. We got a hockey pick and an NBA pick. Let's start things off. With the baseball starting this afternoon, uh, early evening, 535 first pitch, Colorado at Pittsburgh. Going back to the well again with the Rockies, plus 109, Freeland on the mound there. Great game last night with the Blue Jays and the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals again, plus 126. You get plus money there. Give me the cards. I'll get Jordan Hicks on the mound in that one. Cody, you're going to like this. 
I'm jumping aboard with your Red Sox against hey, the White hey, Sox. Hey. I can't ever fill, figure out Dylan Cease when I bet on him. He's terrible when I bet with him. It's the other way. It's just a back and forth with him. I'm going with those Red Sox, though, plus 144 on the money line. One more plus game. We're going to go with the Padres, plus 120 at home against Corbin Burns and the Brewers. Hockey tonight. Give me the over. Back to the well again in the Flames and Oilers. Game three, the first of the series that went under. think you're going to see some scoring there. And give me Dallas. They'll get the gentleman's game here. Down 3-0. They'll get a win. And they will advance that series to a game five back in Golden State. I will lay the single point with Dallas. Those are my picks. Anything jump out to you? Mm, nothing super crazy. I'm like, I went and like, I'm on ESPN right now just looking at because they have a daily lines tab. And so yeah. I'm just like sitting there looking, looking at them. I, I, dude, I could, I, I'm bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I can be too. I'll trust your word though. Hopefully you get a win today. We'll try and we will grade my paper when we come back tomorrow. Cody back with me for another day. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Coming up, we got Murph and Andy coming your way at one o'clock. The Fanatics at three o'clock. Thanks for joining us here. It's Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on 106.3 KXNO.